Um, Hello and welcome to the Off The Mark Podcast. I'm It's Luke and with me as always is... It's me, Fred. Here I am. Um, This this week begins our prequel arc, as we're going to be calling it. Or it can can be given a name, I don't really care. But it is a prequel arc, we're going to be going through the prequel film. Apart from one week off where we talk about DC's fandom. This week we're reviewing... The Phantom Menace, even though that might not be clear, because I might have clickbaited the ass out of this. Who knows? <laughs> um, anyway, um, we're gonna we're gonna be going through the negatives and then the positives. I think we're both kind of on the positive side. I think I'm. I don't know. I got there's a lot to love about these films. There's a lot to hate about these films as well, though. So it's like, but I think we're both probably more on the positive end, not the RLM end. Not the Mr. Plinkett, what the hell. And mm-hmm. um, you're aware of Mr. Plinkett, right? Yep. Yeah. His reviews are good, but some of the points, Jesus Christ. <sighs> his, his one on Rogue One was terrible. Anyway, um, so yeah, I think I'm going to hand our Fred over to start with his negatives. All right. So um, I have a few negatives. Uh, so I have a few negatives. I have more negatives for uh, Phantom Menace, so this is going to be interesting because I have about 22, 23, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, somewhere in that region. Yeah. Um, just... Obviously, if you need explanation, I will try and give my best. Yeah. So. <laughs> I'll, I'll be adding on to a little bit. It's not going to be as formatted as maybe it could be, but it's going to be sort of a tight you know, bouncing back and forth, good things back yeah. So, my first, so my first issue with Phantom Menace, and this this was an interesting one, and I want to know if you remember this. Do you, uh, so is quick moving looks weird? So, which is like when Obi Wan and Qui Gon Jinn are in front of the door, and they are attacked by destroyers, and they do like this weird, like shimmering moving thing to the side. Yeah. That I'm just like, wait, don't. why? Why? Just yeah. I, it confused me and just, just really strange. Y- yeah. All right. Second one, you will probably be, you uh, may agree with. Jar Jar. Eh. Mm, yeah. See, to be honest, I don't think Jar Jar is bad per se. He serves a purpose. But he's just annoying. He doesn't suit the tone of these films at all. Mm-hmm. He, yes. he's like, um, in the original trilogy, the comic relief was Archer G2 and C3PO, and they they were comic relief that could be enjoyed by any demographic. This is five year if five year olds don't laugh at this, we are absolutely screwed. And five year olds don't laugh at Jar Jar. Yeah. So. Technically, uh, I had another point, but it kind of ties into the one I just said, which is Jar Jar's random noises, which is where like he does like the weird like mannerisms. Yeah, yeah. I think a lot of people say, "Oh, the Miso Weasel or fellow delegates," or no, mm. what was it? A fellow, a fellow, 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 Yeah. I seem to remember it the right way. It's like I don't. That doesn't bother me too much. But it's more the. It's like the. I I just like the weird noises. It's kind of like 
Lex Luthor in BBS. Just like yeah. the weird noises. Why? Um, okay, so my other one, kind of linked to uh, the one I just said. So, Bit Boss Leone uh, is. I don't. I'm not uh, too fond of uh, Gungans. Yeah. I'm really not. Because I kind of just look at Gungan and I think, okay. Yeah. To be honest, I, I kind of like Boss Nass a little bit. Not, not sort of. I, I wish he wasn't there, but he, you know, it's not the worst thing to happen to Star Wars, you know. To be fair, neither is Jar Jar. But yeah, the Gungans are just annoying. They're just like floppy dark things. Mm hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah. Sorry, thing cut out then. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. Yeah. Um, okay. So, another one. Uh, okay. So, there's a line where it says there's always a bigger fish. And I'm thinking, probably one of the cheesiest lines. It's one of the cheesiest lines, but it's... I Not the thought, worst. I thought that was like a fun foreshadowing. So, it's... Um, you've got more. The bigger fish is Palpatine. Yeah. I th- I I kind of felt like that was sort of poking at that. Oh, there's always a bigger fish. There's always someone controlling yeah. that person. I think they tried it's to like... play on that idea in Solo, but they did it really badly. It's like, oh, behind this girl is this guy, and behind this guy is Darth Maul. It's like that. that it do- it didn't function there. There was no subtlety yeah. to it. It's just. Mm. Um, so, let's see. So, okay, this was one thing that made me laugh, but just uh, kind of annoyed me. um, uh, Idiotic um, questioning of droids. And I have to explain this. So, the scene where Qui-Gon and Obi-Wan get uh, um, everyone off, where they're trying to get everyone to the ship... And the droids are like, where are you taking them? It's like, oh, I'm an ambassador of uh, the Republic. I'm taking these people to Coruscant. And they're like, where are you taking them? And he goes to Coruscant. And I'm like... <sighs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Just... Yeah. yeah, I think droids... One issue I have... Droids are probably a touch too weak. Like They're probably presented a bit better in Attack of the Clones... Because they are, like, just in thousands, they will dominate. But it's like, in this one, the opening has the Jedi just wandering through, cut down, like, 15 of them, 20. Easy. Paper. Okay. Yeah. Well, hmm. Uh, So, my next point is... um, uh, Awkward conversation between Padme and Jar Jar on the ship. Oh, yeah. Mm. And I'm just thinking... Either this has got to be one of the most awkwardest conversations I've seen in this film, or it was it's just really forced, like kind of like to bridge like a gap between like oh the Naboo the Naboo and uh, the Gungans. I'm like, do you really yeah. see that right now? Yeah. So yeah, that's one of my points. Next one is oh. Uh, I'm not a big fan of Watto. 
Yeah, I can, I can vouch. Because, I don't know, it's like, when you look at, he's just like, makes me really uncomfortable. I'm just like, if you got someone that weird and really strange close to you, who kind of acts like that, it's just uncomfortable, and it's like I think I think obviously they meant for him to just be like really like an uncomfortable person to be a well uncomfortable type of thing to be next to, and I'm just ugh, yeah. Um, I got another cheesy line, which is, "Are you an angel?" See, uh, uh, I have issues with this because I a. I don't think the line is the problem. B, I don't blame Jake Lloyd for how he acted that line. Are uh, you an angel? Well, yeah, because I think Mark Hamill said it a bunch. Like, Jake yeah. Lloyd did exactly what George Lucas wanted him to do. You can't it's just weird because angel. it kind of sounds like it's like a pickup line, like, hey, baby, are you an angel? Yeah. And it's kind of, and it's weird because it's like a small child saying it to a much more to an older. Yeah, yeah. So, to someone who's what 14, 13, I think she's supposed to be. I think yeah, she's thirteen. It's like oh, yeah. So that went. Oh, okay. So you think she's pretty? Okay, yeah. All right, all right. I, there's other <laughs> ways of doing that. I think, I think there's probably other wording for it. But also, I'll, you can blame being cringy on like that is literally a. Nine-year-old kid or whatever, a nine-year-old kid. She's a female for the first time. That's not his mother, like a human female for the first time, and and it's like, eh. I, I I I'm fine with it, but it is, uh, just George's direct direction was terrible across all these films. Yeah, well, I don't know. It's obviously just. There's a, there are things that a lot of people can poke uh, things at. So I have another one, but I don't know how to... I don't know whether or not this is the right one, which is Anakin steps in to help uh, conveniently when Jar Jar is getting beaten up by um, Sebulba. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, he just happened to be there. Yeah. So. There was also an issue on Tatooine, because you're kind of going through it... Uh, by the timeline, so I think I'll just poke in whenever I feel the need to. Um, why is Greedo there? Why is that canonically Greedo? Why do you have to keep forcing characters into where they don't need to be just so you can go, oh, that's Greedo? Nobody gives a crap about Greedo, except they do only because they wrecked that one scene in the special edition. Mm. Yeah. Oh. I- mm. Uh, as obviously my next two points are just lines that are said and one of them is no one can kill a Jedi when obviously yeah, if you yeah but the line that followed that up is if only that were true by Twilight and like if you look at Anakin Anakin is quite far out from you know the Republic and stuff so yeah. I'll defend that line because for him, Jedi are only a myth. Well, not not a myth. They exist, but they're like far off. You, you never think you'll ever see one. I can kind of justify that because you know, he would have read the stories of all the Jedi massacres that have happened. Yeah. 
Okay, next line. What, what was the other uh, one? Oh, um, he was. So this is a weird one, which is what Shmi says, and it's he was meant to help you. And I'm thinking, what do you mean by that? So repeat that. So she, so she says to Qui Gon nonchalantly, saying he was meant to help you. Yeah, I don't remember the context of that line. So basically, they were talking about like Qui Gon. Uh, was talking how, like, oh, I can feel that he has the force, he has abilities, and then she was like, oh, he was meant to help you, and I'm thinking... Yeah. Right. So where, so where is this going? Yeah. Yeah, I get that. That's... Yeah. That's incredible. Not um... the best. What were you about to say? No, I didn't have anything. I was done. Oh. Um, my next one is just uh, Metachlorians. Oh, Metachlorians. See, uh, I hate doing this to myself, but I keep justifying things like this in, in my head. They never said... I, I don't... Mm, I'm forcing myself not to... Okay. So, in my head, I've always seen Metachlorians as a thing that go to... That, are aware of force users and go to force users, and therefore, if you've got like the stronger force user you are, the higher midichlorian count you have because these bacteria or whatever are, are attracted to the Jedi or to force mm-hmm. users. I don't think they're good because this isn't how it was intended. However, I, I do think that someone maybe like Dave Filoni or someone that hasn't botched Star Wars. Um, you know, someone can write it that way and it changes what that means entirely and it becomes good suddenly. Was, um, was uh, Metachlorians ever um, mentioned in Clone Wars? I think there must have been. Because I can't remember ever hearing it. I think it's probably mentioned once or twice. But they yeah. probably isn't a prequels fan. That was the thing that a lot of people always said. Uh, the Clone Wars was a show made by people who really hated the prequels. And it's like, I think he, like Dave Filoni did a lot of things to recover the prequels. And because of the Clone Wars, I love that era. As nah, is the films are. But it's like, oh. he, he managed to recover a lot of things. Yeah, like not gonna lie, I saw, I, I watched all of um, all three prequel films and I thought, all right, they're cool. They're cool. A few weird things in it. And then I watched The Clone Wars and I went back and I was like, oh my gosh, this is what it meant. And I was like, wow, I'm actually liking this a lot more now. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, obviously, he's brung more, he's brung life into um, something that obviously not a like, not a lot of people were actually into, but now they kind of are like, wow, that's what it means. Yeah. So, yeah, it's cool. Yeah, I mean, he he, he, he did a lot for the prequels. Mm-hmm. Um, so my next point is... Um, so, Jabba. Where do, you, where do I begin with this? Um... 
I, yeah. I, I'm not t- I'm not too sure how I feel because not gonna lie, Jabba in the Phantom Menace. I'm a, he kind of looks a bit weird. I don't enough. like how he looks. He looks like a special edition Jabba. Uh, in yeah. episode four, he looks like kind of dodgy. The the thing with the puppet Jabba is that it looked like like a slimy, horrible slug. It looked tangible, and mm. like I don't think CGI is a massive issue, except when it is. But we'll probably get to that in episode two. Um, like the CG is at its worst in episode two, I think. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm actually going to agree with you on that because that's one of my points in the second one. Um, because I'm sure we'll get to the CGI clones in a bit. Um, uh, yeah. Okay. Um. So I mean, my next point is. Yeah. Okay. Yep. So my um my first thing. I don't know how you feel about this, but um I kind of feel like the first fight on scene between Qui Gon and Maul was kind of rushed a bit. Yeah. And, I don't know. See, I think they probably should have had more be, uh, be sort of watching around the uh, pod racing scene. Like, be, mm. have a presence there. And then, right as this finishes, uh, Qui-Gon notices more, more and recognises Rafe being Zabrak, is it? I know it's from yeah. Dathomir, but yeah, Zabrak. Yeah, Zabrak. He's Zabrak. Um, get nervous because of the black, black robes, and then hurry along. Um, um, uh, Watto with the chuck, with uh, Anakin, getting Anakin. And I would basically, well, as this is happening, um, Qui-Gon to be trying to get Anakin as far away as possible. We can't get Anakin away until we've dealt with Watto, um, but he also needs to... But also Maul is wiping his way through um, some civilians. I mean, because yeah. as soon as Maul's realised Qui-Gon's onto him, then why not? Like, make Maul terrifying. Just having... A, just, yeah, wiping through this, 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 easy, easy, as if it's nothing. I think that'd make him much more intimidating. I don't mind the fight being short. I just wish there was a bit more sort of tension. Yeah. No, At least have, uh, have, have like, more actually kill someone. Like, kill someone. Because, yeah. think about this. The only person he ever killed in the prequels, like, in Phantom Menace, was just Qui-Gon. Qui-Gon. And, yeah. and not gonna lie, if you, could, if you had a thing... Where he basically Massacred. went for information. Oh, yeah, massacred a bunch of people on Tatooine or something. Like... Either that, or he could have killed a few of the crew members on board uh, um, on the ship as they were trying to escape. No, nah, because there was only one or two, wasn't there? Like the pilot and uh, or just at, or like you could have it so that there was like some people who were trying to help. Uh, fix something, and then obviously they got in the way, and they just got sliced down. See, I'm not as big on that uh, because I think Qui Gon would have made it his priority to save these people. Because the second someone of importance is dead, then it becomes a majorly political matter. Killing yeah. a bunch of people on Tatooine. Tatooine isn't really in the Republic, but uh, so it's not a big political issue. But if you kill someone who's a bodyguard of the, the flipping Queen, yeah. Oh, her being the queen, I will get to. 
That could actually, not gonna lie, that could have been interesting because if if Dar- if Maul had killed someone and, and Qui-Gon was like, oh, we got to make him pay for this, you got to make him pay for this, and then he gets back to uh, Coruscant and they're like, well, they're not part of the Republic, so they don't matter, and that's kind of what sends them over the edge and like, I'm going to go against this. Yeah. It, it would have been an interesting plot. I think Maul needed to do something big. I don't mind him because we got got him in Clone Wars, but I think him massacring a bunch of people yeah. would have like just not, oh like not not gonna lie. Look at the first episode that he is actually properly back in it. So when he gets his legs back, what's the first thing he does? Goes to a different planet and basically massacres an entire village. Yeah, I think you just need something like that because that wouldn't change the Clone Wars at all. But it would make you go, oh, this guy, this guy Jeez. can do some stuff, and it's like. You know, they just say, oh, he's a Sith Lord, Sith Lords are bad, the Sith Lords kill, okay. Um, mm-hmm. But I think we really needed to see what someone like that could do, because up until that point, we hadn't had, like, a true Sith Lord go through and wipe out a bunch of people, did we? We kind of had Vader in Episode 4, but that wasn't, like, a massacre, that was sort of a picking people off until he got what he wanted, which was Leia. Uh, and then, yeah, I don't think we ever had a Sith Lord go through and just wipe out people. Technically, you could have had a thing where like he senses Anakin's power and um and how much like how much the force is strong within him and then he could switch his his um attitude from Qui-Gon to Anakin. Yeah. That would have been interesting. If he, one. If he did that during the pod race and his goal was Anakin, he got distracted from his main goal because this is this child, he sees that this child is the chosen one, but he also sees that this child will cause the downfall of everything. Yeah. And not even he wanted that. I'm like, mm. I just think there was a bit more you could have done. I don't think he was a bad character. He did exactly what he needed to. But I, I, just, think were, I just think he could have done a bit more that would have been really fun. And I don't think it would have been a massive step to do those things. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. Like, Maul is a really cool character. I think, like, obviously. When the yeah. first film came out, I think he was the highlight of it. Yeah, I think I, th- I think he was cool. I wouldn't. I, I think Qui Gon's probably the better character though, like what way better than, way better acted sort of, just mm. yeah. Yeah. Anyway, so uh, um. Yeah. Uh, my next one is so, I want to your opinion on this. So the scenes where it goes back to Naboo in the palace, and you have. Uh, where you have Newt Gunray and you have like some of like the ministers from Naboo, and I'm thinking these scenes are just kind of boring to me because they're saying oh people are dying, but I'm thinking this isn't really getting me into what's actually happening. All you're saying is oh they're starving people. And yeah, I wish say, I wish we'd seen it. Yeah, like, like uh, so when Padme got back to Naboo, I wish we'd seen some some of these like. Uh, the carnage accounts, okay. uh, yeah. Uh, windows had been destroyed, doors had been blown in, stuff like that. I just wanted to see a consequence. Like we mm-hmm. never saw that. We were told it, but I just think we needed more. It like, just it is it is yeah, it was weird because they went back and forth between different scenes where they had, uh, where they had ones of uh, Newt Gunray talking to the ministers, uh, Newt Gunray and uh, whoever was with him talking to um, Darth Sidious. And within it, I'm just thinking, there's nothing here 
I kind of want to be like, oh, this is interesting. It's kind of like it's not that great. It's just yeah. kind of bores me. Yeah. Um, so my next one is so this is the weird thing. So the weird interaction between Anakin and Padme, and it's the thing where they're both sat they're both like in this room together and they're talking. And he goes, oh, I made this for you. And I'm thinking, when did you get the time to make that? Yeah. Wait, no. Wouldn't it be maybe like a trinket he had? I think... Because he said, I I... made it. He said, I made it. Yeah, I think that's... I think you could have done that. You could have said that better. But I don't think it's... If you just said, this is a trinket or this is a thing off my pod racer. Yeah. Something like, you could have done it better, but yeah, I, I get your issue. Yeah, it's more or less like he said, Oh, I made this from that. And I'm thinking, We never saw this happen. Mm. Yeah. And... yeah. When did he do this? Did he have a chance? I don't remember if he had a chance. He might. But yeah, I think that's a fair issue. Yeah. Uh, what's my next one? And the next one is. Uh, hold on. We've already chatted about this, so it's another one about it's another one about Merclorians, which we've kind of covered. Yeah. Um, so this is interesting. Hanger. So the hanger scene shows a. Li- so it kind of shows it's a bit too chaotic for me because I'm trying to keep up with what's happening, and all I can see is just people running about, dust of that, and you're thinking, who is who? Uh, sorry, I missed that. I'm. Uh, it's uh, you know the so you know the hangar scene where like they all finally come back to Naboo and the other thing where people are going to their fighters, Anakin jumps in one, and there's like a gun, there's like a gun battle within the hangar. Um, yeah. I, be, like... I think there needed to probably be a bit more development within that hangar. Yeah, Wait, there's a on. bit too more chaotic. So if we've gone all the way to the hangar, why the hell do you bring a child to a war zone? That's very true. Sorry, no, he is a nine-year-old child. Uh, I could probably pitch you a better way of doing it just off the top of my head. If you have him, if they drop him off with the Gungan families, because that's where he'd be safe. Like, no one, like, that was probably the best. So, I have an but, interesting idea, which I wanted to talk to you about. But if which... you had him still away with the, yeah. Okay, go on. Yeah. So... Would you would it have been interesting for Anakin to have witnessed Qui Gon die at the hands of Maul? Um, and this would have uh, like influenced his opinion, being like, "I want to help. I I want to help more. So I'm gonna go through with the Jedi to tr- be a Jedi so that I can prevent things like this from happening ever again to the people I care about." Because mm. Qui Gon is like the original father figure to. Um, Anakin. Yeah, so uh, in a perfect world, the first three are four, and um, like the first three are four, so you have episode one, uh, I would say Qui-Gon should get mortally wounded by uh, uh, Maul, but not killed, and then, mm. so to enforce the brother aspect, Anakin and Obi-Wan grow up together, like, they train together under, uh, more and then more, uh, and then you probably have cybernetic leg more come back, uh, to uh. kill Qui Gon, uh, 
but um, Anakin and Obi-Wan are just enough to be able to get rid of him to some capacity in number two, and then number three, or then number two, or now three, plays out the same way it does, just so we can reinforce the other aspect. Yeah. Um, so my next point is Gungans uh, versus droids could have used a bit more. Because I kind of feel like there could have been like a bit more, they could have put a bit more tension in there, like have more of like a important character, like more important characters than just Jar Jar. Yeah. I have it like as in like, yeah. oh, this character's going to die. and Yeah, there's a lot of just known it. See, I think it's why the battle in every Avengers film works so well. Because at least on one side, you've got a fully formed group of developed characters. In the first Avengers, you've got all of these Avengers that have been developed, except Hawkeye and Black Widow. But this is their film anyway. And then Avengers 2, well, it's these characters, again, fighting an army. And you just don't get that with these films. It's an army versus an army, and none of these characters have been developed except one. But that one is Jar Jar, and good God. Mm-hmm. Okay, so I have two more points, and then I'm finished on uh, what, I, or what I didn't like. So, my ne- so this one is a line that Anakin says, which is, now this is pod racing. Uh, 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 yeah, yeah, that kind of sucks, because he just had the biggest pod race of his life, Uh, like, Mm -hmm. the biggest pod race ever, um, I want to talk more about that pod race, just a touch, just for a second now, um, during that pod race, what is it? Is it one lap? Is it supposed to be one lap or is it three laps? It's, it's, one lap. it's three. It's three. Um. So it's so Anakin's thing breaks down because it's been tampered with by um. I can't remember the one's name. The um, Yes, the Bulba. And then so he it's it's a good at least a minute until he's able to get going again, and he still manages to catch up. So, mm. as a character, I do not think Anakin is a Mary Sue or a Gary Sue, but Jesus Christ, Jesus Christ! Uh, I think a better way of doing it would have been is if he'd gotten going and it had started to fall apart, and he had to fix it on the fly while he was, uh, yeah, in his pod racing because obviously Anakin built the pod racer. Wait, he didn't mm-hmm. he? He did. Yeah, build yeah, it. he did. He did. And therefore. It wouldn't just be, oh, luck, I managed to catch up. He would maybe drop back a few places, but he managed to fix on the fly and man- and just scrapes through the rest of the pod race and just about manages to win it. I think that would have been a better way of doing it rather than just having catch up all that way in such a short time. Yeah. Yeah. Well, um, okay. Well, technically, there was a bit where, like, obviously his one of his uh, engines... Uh, came off and obviously has to try and fix it on the fly and I do agree with you I kind of wish we had seen a bit more of that yeah I just wish that would have been the main struggle instead of uh, oh oh I can't go okay two minutes later oh I'm finally going oh I won mm-hmm. uh, and my last so okay my final one now this is one that we kind of mentioned 
but it's more of like what you mentioned for the next one. And so the Gungan battle versus the droids, it it was all right. Could have used a bit more. And the CGI looked all right. Just mm. one problem with that entire thing. Yeah. And there was one tank that the CGI looked horrible on it. The CGI yeah. absolutely horrible. Uh, anything and... that's in, not the foreground, but sort of in between the focus and the background, and you you see where the animators have gotten lazy, like Jar Jar yeah. in some scenes, where he's sort of in the middle distance, I think that's the word for it, and he's just, mm. he, just he just looks so terrible. It's... It's weird because it's like right in the middle, and like the like the pit, like the frame is focused on this tank, and the CGI is horrible. And I generally just don't know, like, yeah, yeah. I don't hate the CGI as much as most people. In fact, most of the problems I have aren't common issues. But it's like you just, you just maybe you should have just spent another year on it, George. Yeah. Well. Yeah. So okay, that was all of my. Uh, those are all my uh, disappointing things uh, from the uh, film. And then I'll probably be take. I'll take the lead on the positives, um, because and then you can feel free to pop in. These aren't going to be as in order as yours are because I went back. I was all over the place. Um, I think the first one I want to start off with is the thing people hate most in the prequels is not an issue. What do you think I'm talking about? Mm. The goddamn politics. Ass. The yes. politics are good. Um. So they might not sort of come across as ah. Oh, then you know, the, are they boring? They take up like four minutes of screen time in Phantom Menace yeah. and like seven in Attack of the Clones. Um. But, you know, they're the most important thing in the world. Oh, God forbid, Star Wars establish how its universe is working. Um, so it's like, uh, with politics, it allows you to establish the status of the uni- universe, uh, how planets are interacting, what species function together, what don't, what... Like, it shows the status of the galaxy in... And I'll bring in seven now um, because I hate it. Um, <laughs> in episode seven, five Republic worlds get wiped out. What do any other planets that are run by the Republics think of this? No? Oh. We just assume they're fine with it then. Mm. It's like, you just, just establish your world better. And I think these shows do it fine. If anything, I think we needed more politics. I think there's some things missing, but, you know. Um, but, yeah. Um, do you have any thoughts on the politics? Sorry, are you, st- you still here? You still here? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm here. I'm listening. Yeah, what what are your thoughts on the politics? I think it obviously it kind of shows off like this is in a galaxy which is ravaged by a lot of like political standpoints, and yeah. it is kind of similar to how the 
Yeah. An interesting quote, which is interesting. You just completely cut out. <clears throat> you just completely cut out there. Sorry. <laughs> All right. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. So one. Of, so an interesting thing was like you cannot do anything without one person whispering one thing in your ear and another one doing it to the other one, and you're stuck in a stalemate. Yeah. That's. It's always an interesting one. Yeah. Um. Coming with politics, um, a lot of people say they don't know who the main character is. Do you have mental problems? Um, it's Qui Gon. Qui Gon gets top billing. He is the most important character in this film. He is like I don't know how you cannot know. Um, it. it would anyone else be the main character? Palpatine's belly in it. Padme's not as heavily present as she is in later ones. Um, mm -hmm. uh, Anakin is not in it until, what, minute 30-ish? Maybe later than that. I think it's yeah. about min minute 50. Something along those lines. It's like, you know. Well, from a standpoint, you could say it's either Qui-Gon or Obi-Wan. Obviously, yeah. Qui-Gon is more on screen, but Obi-Wan is also along there with him. Yeah, I think it's, you know, I think it's probably Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan, Padme in terms of billing, because that's how they're... Mm -hmm. You know, Qui-Gon, Obi-Wan's yeah. the, the first character shown, so it's not unobvious. It's not unclear, really. Um, what else? Um, do, do, do you want to hit me with some of your positives? I feel like you'll have a few. Yeah, okay. Um, okay, I... Uh, how many uh, do you want me to do? Just hit me with two or three. Um, I... So, I think, um, the, the visuals... Uh, for the most part, look quite uh, look good in the film. For the time, they were definitely really good. Um, I, they haven't aged great, and some of some of the time, I think you could have just made things practical, and it would have been easier. Like make mm -hmm. an actual model of those uh, droid tanks things. Make actual models yeah. of things, and then base your CGI off of them. Because, as we know with the clones, there was never anything physical, or it's the same as the clone, there was never anything physical for people to work off of. There was obviously concept mm. art, but they didn't have like a physical structure of where shadows would be, that sort of thing. Yeah. Very true. Um, so my next one um, is me combining two together. Uh, Liam Neeson and Hugh McGregor are very good in this film. Yeah, I mean, yeah. They're I enjoyed. Both, I enjoyed watching them. Yeah, both really good. Oh, sorry. Um, yeah, I don't think Ewan McGregor was quite where he got to in episode two or three, but he was good. No. 
He's really well looking. Cause, because before, cause before doing um Star Wars, before doing Star Wars, I think uh one the the film that he came off before doing this was uh, Train Spotting. Yeah, it was. Yeah, so it's interesting because going from that to something very big production, as in like millions and millions, then it's isn't cool. Yeah, he really. Um... Trainspot did a lot for him. Uh, uh, on Tatooine, I think we they managed to capture the same griminess that there was in episode four and six. Yeah. Um, like Tatooine doesn't feel like a nice place to be, and it shouldn't have. Um, it felt horrible. It felt like no one would ever want to be there, and no one would ever want to have their lightsabers buried there. What? Um. <laughs> Uh-huh. I think pod racing scene is for the most part pretty good. There's a couple of CGI errors, like not not CGI that looks bad, literal errors. Um, when have you seen the corridor digital video? Uh, I don't they, actually know if I have. They did a, a video on the CGI in the prequels. Uh, a lot of the time there there were slip ups in uh how how. I think it was frame order or something. Like a lot, a lot of the time, at least one occasion, at least one, not a lot. Um, so as something was about to hit a rock, it started exploding. Like the rock started mm-hmm. exploding, it started exploding before it actually hit the rock. And it's like a couple of issues like that that you really can't say. Oh, that's not an error at all. Well, obviously it is. That's not how things work. Very much so. And it's like the objectivity argument in film, whether you like it or not, a plot hole is a plot hole. And like, that's an issue. It's probably more so a nitpick. Um, uh, for episode two, we will go over the definition of nitpick because um, I think there's a misconception where that's concerned. Nitpick does not mean what you think it means. Um... But yeah, yeah, I think a couple issues there, but I'm not too bothered. I think it was a pretty good uh, scene in general. Like, it doesn't have much wrong with it. I can't, I struggle to praise it, but I also struggle to say anything against it, really. Hmm. Uh, do you want me to do another uh, yeah. good point? or? Yeah, hit me with another so, good So, this is the thing. So you know that I always I'm always a big fan of the villain. Yep. No matter what I'm watching, I'm all, I'm always looking to see. Okay, is this villain good? What's the motive? Is he likable? Is he despised more than anything? It's it's one of those things. It's why I quite like comic book stuff and and super villains. Yeah. So this is the thing, and I quite like this. So it's uh, Darth Maul's like entrance like introduction into it was really cool because it's the thing where uh sidious is just there like i i'm sending my apprentice darth maul and he just comes across his arm and looks at him steps in to into the hologram frame how the hell do holograms work anyway i don't know but it's like the theme that goes with it i'm just like yeah. You can tell this guy is not to be messed with. Um, when he says theme, he doesn't mean The Last Jedi. Oh, he had themes of love. No, he meant uh, score. 
because uh, Maul doesn't have a theme, but yeah, but it's it's the score that goes along with that scene. Yeah, it's more of like uh, it's. I think it was kind of more of um. So it went from like uh, like the Sith one, then it went to like a dun dun dun, and I was like, ooh, yeah, I like that. Mm. Yeah, I th- the music is always great. I don't think you can. I mean, Rise of Skywalker messed with the, with music a lot. Like the music in Rise of Skywalker is dreadful. Oh, I was so disappointed when I did not get to hear the thing that I heard in the trailer. Oh, the you know the face. trailer where? It, yeah, I heard that and I was like. <gasps> Oh my gosh, are we getting the throwback something? Didn't happen in the film. I was like, uh, are you having a laugh? I'll send you a video essay and I'll probably link it below if I remember. I might not. I might, but who knows. Um, so I'll link you a video essay someone did on the themes. Like this song messed with like the Force, the force theme, uh, Leia's theme, um, Obi-Wan's theme, all of them. It messed with them bad. Not this one. I mean, uh, Trost. Yeah. And we'll get there eventually, but that's gonna have a long list mm. attached. I think that'll probably come out alongside my the Rise of Skywalker review that will be up on my channel in four months, I think. So, got a long way for that. Work on it for a long time. If I finish it by the end of the year, it'll uh, be a miracle. Gosh. Uh, by the way. So you know that you were talking about like uh, me- that, like uh, the video of like messing around with uh, themes. Yeah. Uh, so there was one that I remember I I really like listening to. So there are two of them, and if I can find them, so there is um, Battle of Heroes and Duel of Fates mixed together. Yeah, that was holy. And then it's uh, Duel of Fates and the Imperial March mixed together. Yeah. And woo, I I don't know why it's just it's like one of those it's like one of those themes where like you mix it together like that sounds very good. Yeah, it the ability to oh sorry um the ability to combine uh two two tracks and make them incredible is something very few have but John Williams just has that he's just incredible. Mm. Yeah. Um, what more positives? So after they leave Tatooine, I think we should probably, probably, uh, probably, probably. What the hell am I on about? I we should probably go to the last fight, right? I, I don't have much uh, to phrase in between there and there, unless you have anything. I don't really nope. know. Um, uh, look. Uh, that the last fights were. Great, good, good borderline great. Yeah, just fantastic. I I think it's probably one of the better ones in the series. Um, I would probably go Return of the Jedi, fight scene wise. Return of the Jedi, Empire. Uh, Anakin Obi Wan, this, and then everything else in all mm-hmm. nine. Um, because this. The first two I listed, so Return of the Jedi and Empire, they had far more emotional weight to them. Like, we didn't get enough more characterization-wise for this to mean as much. So it's, it's probably a better fight in terms of choreography, but it, 
the, the fight just didn't mean as much. Mm. Yeah. So it's like, like it, it's a really well choreographed fight though. I can't really complain about anything in it because well, it's a good fight. Um. Yeah. Do you have anything else to say on the fight? No, just just the fact that obviously they had they created the most kick-ass theme in existence. Oh to yeah, go the, with it. the theme to go alongside this is undeniably the best theme. Just the best music in all styles, except the fourth theme, mm. uh, the and the Luke Binary Sunset theme. Like those those two are just perfect. But this mm. is for me. Uh, just below them, and yeah, it's probably the best music you hear during the fight scene. Well, it's it's my second favorite Star Wars theme. Yeah, and not gonna lie, this like Duel of Fates is in all of the prequels. It's in it's in Phantom Menace. It's in Attack of the Clones, and it's in Revenge of the Sith. And it's it, they use they they do choose like scenes that are do that are fitting. Yeah. Apart from one, there is one that I don't think is fitting. Yeah. And that's, it's in Attack of the Clones. Oh, we'll get there. Yeah. Uh, Attack of the Clones will be next week. Um, yeah. He's had to watch both Attack of the Clones and The Phantom Menace this week. Instead of, uh, like I'm doing it, I watched uh, Phantom Menace earlier. And then I'm going to watch Attack of the Clones right before we do the next one, but he doesn't get that luxury. Nope. So I'll probably take the lead on that one. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, I, I like the Qui-Gon funeral scene. Um, I think they dealt with it quite good. Yeah. Uh, I especially like the line... Um, from Palpatine, that I will follow your career with great interest. It's just a fun <laughs> line. Oh. <laughs> okay. I mean, mm. I mean, you're Supreme Chancellor. You're not like. Uh, wait, uh, is I have a question. Is oh, go on. Chancellor Palpatine, you know what a file? Oh, okay. That's that's an interesting one. I mean. I mean, it's, it's a question. But, uh, yeah. Mm. I have much more to say, really. This is... Oh. It, this is... Sorry. Uh, um, after, oh, I wanted to do this before we got going. But do you want to rank Star Wars films from favourite... No, from best to worst. Best, not favourite. Well, prequels. No, just all of them, because we're going to oh, go all through of all of them eventually. Yeah. So even, even the crap ones. So okay. So do you want me just to say what my favorite one is, and then my least uh, favorite? Uh, no, I'm not saying favorite. I'm saying best. I'm like, uh, try and be more objective than subjective. You know what I mean? Alright. So which one? So which one do I feel it's everyone thinks is the best? Oh, okay. Okay. And then go from first to last. You don't know. Go for how much you like them. Go from first to first to last. I think so this should. is so this is based on how everyone likes them or mine. So do your own. Do your own. Do your own. That All right. Just... So so do you want me to start with my favorite? Yeah. 
You should okay. go from one to nine. Ugh. So this is a this is an interesting one, and it's a controversial one. Um, my favorite, my favorite, is actually Revenge of the Sith, oh. <laughs> and I I do have a reason for it because I kind of feel like it's you grew up with the prequels. Well, I grew up with the prequels, but it kind of deals with it deals with what happened in the past with um, the first two films, and it's kind of gone. Okay, so this is this is where it's been left. See, I think that yeah, my problem with that one, and we will get there, is they completely character assassinate Padme. I think it's just because obviously I, because obviously I, like I said to you, I watched um, uh, um, episode one, two, and three, and I thought, okay, they're cool. And then obviously what amplified my interest in the last one was just the Clone Wars TV show. Yeah. Yeah, the TV show did a lot. Uh, Ignoring the Clone Wars TV show, though, would it still be the same answer? I don't actually know. I I think if if I didn't know as much as I would about the prequels right now, I think it probably would be different. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I think it probably be you're different. Probably given context from. I think. I think if uh, I didn't have. Oh, it's interesting because I like because my favorite is Revenge of the Sith, but. If it wasn't, I think Revenge of the Sith would probably have dropped to yeah. my second, second, dropped to my second favourite, or my third, I think. All right, just go through your second and your third now, anyway. Just yeah. complete, complete so, your entire list. Just okay, so I like, so I, so Revenge of the Sith. Yep. Um, then, oh, I'm probably going to have to say, um, um, Empire Strikes Back. Yeah. And I kind of want to say Rogue One. Oh, we're ignoring anthologies. Oh, okay, anthologies. So, okay, so just so just yeah. the prequels, uh, the sequels, and the originals. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, we'll, we'll deal with Rogue One and Solo another day. Mm. So uh, okay. we tackle them with the Mandalorian at the same time because they're all sort of the same. Yeah, fair enough. Okay. Um, so, okay, so it goes Renza Sith, Empire yep. Strikes Back, and then I'm probably going to have to say A New Hope. Yeah. Hmm. All right. You're going to finish all the way through your list, just smash through. So, okay, so uh, then after that. I mean, that, you have I... five left the list, so might as well finish. Um, okay. So, Revenge of the Sith, Empire Strikes Back, um, A, A New, New Hope. Hope. Yeah. I'm gonna... Okay, I'm gonna say... <sighs> it's difficult. Because I'm trying to think about which... Okay, I'm just gonna say this. Um, Return of the Jedi. Yeah. <laughs> then I'm gonna say... Then I'm gonna say Phantom Menace. Yeah. Uh, Attack of the Clones. Yeah. Um, Force Awakens. Yeah. Uh, the Last Jedi. 
Yeah. And then uh, rise of uh, Palpatine. <laughs> I hope that was intentional. <laughs> yeah, it was. <laughs> oh, yeah. I've turned you against it. <laughs> That's what happens if you spend a lot of time with me. You get turned against the rise of Palpatine. Yep. Um, so I'll, I'll bash through mine because I have mine up, actually, up because right. I have a letterbox. And, you know. uh, so mine's Empire, A New Hope, Return of the Jedi, uh, Revenge of the Sith, The Phantom Menace, Attack of the Clones, The Force Awakens, uh, The Last Jedi, and The Rise of Palpatine. Hey! <laughs> 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 We we have the same list apart from you put episode three at first and I put episode three at four. Yeah. Well, I think it's just because obviously because I grew up with them. It's see, see, I was what I was four when Revenge of the Sith came out, so I I, I think I missed that hype. You How, would have um, you would have hit it just perfectly. So it's absolutely fine. I don't blame anyone who's like your age. Who, who hit when, that when did Revenge of the Sith come out again? 2007. Oh, I was seven. I was seven. <laughs> yeah, I was, I, I, I was very much four. Uh, so, yeah, you were, like, perfect age. I was just a touch too young to experience the hype trade for that. I w- um, yeah, that... You know, you don't realise how quickly between Revenge of the Sith and Force Awakens... Like, that, that was not a... Sh- Short gap. Plus, you had Clone Wars in between. It's not like we we're starved of Star Wars content uh, when the Force Awakens came out. I think but, at the moment, I think what they, I think at, uh, if you want something watchable, you mm-hmm. have you go from Clone Wars. Yeah. So you watch. So you watch the ending of um, Attack of the Clones. Go all the way through Clone Wars, and then watch the last few episodes of season. Uh, seven of Clone Wars and Revenge of the Sith in a mixture because I have watched that and it is amazing. Oh, I've seen Yeah, so like for the best Star Wars just content, I think you yeah, I'd say you do that and then you watch Rebels, yeah, and then you're done. Hmm. Like that's the good recent Star Wars content. Clone Wars, oh. Rebels. Um. I don't know. I've never heard you talk about the Rebels, but I'll, we'll get there another day, I assume. Mm. I enjoyed Rebels. There are a few things that I... There are a few things that I... Eh, kind yeah. of... I would, I would maybe suggest you start watching Clone Wars soon. Start watching Do Again. Because I'd imagine we'll get there on a review. Not anytime soon. Like, review them in, like, batches. Season 1 to 3. Season 3 to 6. And then Season 7 alone. Yeah. Like something like that, but um, got a lot of was, Yeah, I was going to ask you a question, but I don't know if uh, this is the right time to ah, ask. Go, go for it, go for it. This is the end of the um, so, so because we're just talking about Clone Wars, and this is the prequel era, um, what would you say is your favorite story arc from Clone Wars? Um, uh, so you've got, uh, I, I can hit you with a bunch. Um, so. Uh, actually, I wanna. I'm gonna be a bit mean, and I'm gonna say that you cannot use anything from the last season. Yeah, uh, to be honest, the last season didn't even come to mind. You're, <laughs> you're not. You're, you're like. So my thought process was okay. What's my favorite part of season four, five, and maybe six? And it was like, and you went, 
Oh, seven, though. You can't use that. Okay. That's fine. <laughs> so My, the mine, point... isn't in, mine isn't in um, season seven. I've got an interesting one. Okay, I'll hit you with the few that could be mine, and then you hit me with yours, and then we'll end the episode up. Alright, go on. Okay, so my two, no, my three. The final arc of series six, the one that finished on Netflix, the uh, Yoda, where he realises that this is a win set up. Um, And then you have the arc where Ahsoka leaves. Yeah, yeah. And then the uh, Assange Ventures arc. Or is it the Knights of Death and Mirak? I think it's called. Um, is that um, the one where she recruits uh, Savage? Uh, so it's where she eventually splits off from um, the Sith, goes her own sort of way, and then yeah, I think it's along the venture the Savage oppress. Yeah, Arch, so I think it's. It, yeah, so she wants to take revenge on Dooku, but she can't. Yeah, do that yeah, yeah. Much. So she. Uh... I I I don't think. There's that's really an arc on its own. I think it's more of a one character's arc, and Ventress and Ahsoka are just the best shows from, the best characters from that show. But yeah, do you want to hit me with yours, and then we can finish. So, I think what well, I'm gonna leave, I'm gonna leave the best one till last. So, uh, my favorite. So not my favorite. So I would have to say, um. Oh, what's the, I'm trying to, uh, so it's the, um, the arc where you have fives trying to figure out what happened to top. Oh yeah, that one's, that one's a fine arc. See, I quite like it, but I think it's probably a little bit overrated. Mm, I like that one. Um, my second one, I would probably have to say is... Ooh. Oh, um, what's it? Oh, what's the name of it? The, um, Citadel. Yeah. I like the Citadel one, but my favourite one, so I both hate and love this arc so much, and it just, I want to, but I want to cry and cheer at the same time for in different moments, and this is the Umbara arc. Yeah, that, yeah. So many, so many good, so many good characters died. Yeah, that was uh, that was a quality arc. Oh, um, let me just check. Uh, seventh episode. What's that? <laughs> Oh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, that was a good arc. Um, mm. That's probably one of those favourites as well. Um, yeah, I, I'd imagine we'll come back and we'll review Clone Wars probably season by season. Maybe a couple seasons. I don't know. Maybe just review individual arcs of Clone Wars, just the good ones, because season one and two are pretty dead. Yeah. I. Uh, I think we're going to finish now. Because I need to tap out. Uh, I'll (laughs) talk to you next week. This has been a good episode. I've quite enjoyed this one. I enjoyed it. Uh, I've been Luke. He's been Fred. Au revoir. See you guys later.